we're all rooting for you. Tyra. You stand up there. <laughs> Be quiet, Tiffany. <laughs> I have never in my life yelled at another girl like this. When my mom yells at me, it's because she loves me. <laughs> I that will that lives in my head rent free, bitch. Like, that let, video has been living uh, in my head. Uh, Anytime that I can say, be quiet. Children will never understand. They want it. I'm gonna tell people that that was Hamlet. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, oh my well we're god. back. We're back. We're, back. 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 We. I'm JDA. I am Leslie, and we're your hosts on this podcast. We provide shortish episodes that focus on introspective conversations with two queer Latinx millennials. And each week, we rotate between three segments called Thoughtful Moment, Music Moment, only available on Spotify, Uh, and A Little Science Moment. And you're lucky to be here for some thoughtful shit. The Thoughtful Moment segment is where we discuss subjects that have impacted us in our everyday life. We live different lives and we want to bring those conversations forward to you guys because basically you're not alone. And sometimes we have guests, sometimes we... You are not alone. Everybody. Sometimes we have guests and sometimes we go solo. And so this week we have fucking guests that you guys are familiar with. If y'all have been noticing we've been posting a lot of queer shit lately, it's because we recorded six hours of queer conversation that let's just post it let's just get it out there to the world and we're finally on the last part we're done no more we're at the bottom like let me tell you guys we recorded this last year and we're finally getting it done now and we hope you love it and it was last year like in the summer dude I was like about about this time last year. Yeah, yeah. so it's been it was it was it was it's been a long time coming. So we really hope that you guys have enjoyed um, the queer series episodes that we've released through the past year, and that you guys enjoyed this last one. Because we'll be more, bitch. Before we start, we're gonna do a double feature. Yeah, that's right, bitch. <laughs> Leslie, what do you have for the children on this godforsaken day? Listen, bitch. I am featuring a Netflix series, a TV series. It's called La Casa de las Flores, which translates to The House of Flowers. Mm. It sounds prettier in Spanish, so I'm just going to refer to it as La Casa de las Flores. Yeah. I thought it was over, but there is a season coming out June 23rd, which was kind of left on a cliffhanger, but could have been done. It, it was left on the cliffhanger to where you thought it wasn't coming back. But yeah. like Because you're like, used to cliffhangers. But I think it's had so much success. Mm -hmm. that you know people love it it contains several lgbt main characters with plots looks at homophobia transphobia closeted shit murder um fucking like sexy this sexy that um it tackles a lot and it's actually really cool because this is a mexican series Mm -hmm. and i will say the characters that portray um the lgbt plus community from what i know in real life are cishet a little problematic, but I will say I like celebrating the small win- wins because what could we expect? It's Netflix. Yep. Also, as I mentioned, this is a Mexican um, TV series and like Mexican TV series are barely making it to Netflix page. So like I'll take what I can get, I guess. Also, I think in Mexico, gay celebrities are not as like accepted as they are here. Like no. you are you lose your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think it somewhat makes sense. And so... um. Really, and there's a lot of, like, great um, artists and actors there that if you're familiar with, like, the Mexican cinema and telenovelas, you'll recognize some big names on there. Mm -hmm. But anyways, I highly recommend it. It's really funny. It's really cute. I get a lot of, like, my uh, fashion fashion ideas from it. Oh, from um, that girl. Yeah, from Mm. uh, Paulina de la Mora. 
And <laughs> basically, I'm making Jay watch it with me. Yeah, I've seen the first episode. Mm-hmm. And, we got a lot. Of, and, we got we to gotta catch you up. And I know, right? <laughs> no, I think it's the fourth season that they're renewing. I think um, so, yeah. And I, there's murder. The first episode, there's murder. It's actually the first, like, two minutes. Yes. So I'm not spoiling anything. Uh-huh. But yeah, it starts off with the murder. And it is a house of flowers. Of course, there's gay people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gay people, flowers... Bitch, that sounds gay to me. Bitch. Yeah. No, yeah, that's really cool. And I remember there being gay characters, and I guess I didn't really think of it as, like, the whole series would really focus on them and give them a, a story plot and really not just use them as, like, a side character. Mm-hmm. Like, these gay characters are a focal point in the ep- in the season. No, yeah, they're very much, very much protagonists um, in the throughout the whole series. And honestly, everyone's a little gay. Like, don't we know that? But That's cool. I, um... I really enjoyed it. Look it up. It's on Netflix. And like I said, the newest season is coming out June 23rd. Keep a look um, out. So I wouldn't hop on the last season. Really watch the other seasons because um, there's some good gems in there. Jay, can you give us your double feature? I would love to give you mine. I also have a series. Okay. That features gay people. So you copy <laughs> so the same series? <laughs> well, these people are actually gay. This show is called Legendary, which, Legendary. which Legendary. is on HBO. Not sure if anyone has seen this show, but it's actually a reality competition show that features American voguing at its peak and explores the world of ball culture. And if some of you might know Vogue because of Madonna. But she's not the inventor. She's of not the inventor. She's the appropriator. She's the appropriator. She re- she's the oppressor. Yeah, she's the Bitch. oppressor. But this is a really good show because it is like true to its like roots. Like mm-hmm. they're very much like if we don't understand what's going on, they explain like no, this is ball culture. Like mm-hmm. this isn't America's Next Dance Crew. Mm-hmm. This isn't RuPaul's Drag Race. This is like, ballroom, honey. Exactly. Ballroom. Exactly. So don't think of it as going to be some like high energy, like so you think you can dance Mm-mm. type of show. Like it's not like that at all but it's just it has great people and it has awesome judges like megan the stallion that grammy shit, award shit, winning hot girl summer i'm a savage what was that new song she came out that shit that shit yeah meg is she's one of my favorites she is one of my favorites too and did you guys know she's five foot ten and is only 25 crazy wild and we also have jamila jamil from from the good place and she's british and definitely out of place but she is a producer it makes sense and allegedly she is one of the reasons why this show came to air so they wanted to give her a spot because she's the one that brought it to their attention Mm -hmm. does she make me mad yes but She's there and she's supportive. She's not, she does not try to like get into the, like say, speak on things that she doesn't know. And when she does, let me tell you. Let me tell you the comfort. Laomi and Law and Law come at that bitch like, shut your British ass Such up, bitch. Shut your fucking tea biscuit having ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also have celebrity stylist Law Roach who styles the famous, amazing, talented... Uh, Multi-hyphenate, fucking multi-legendary... Uh, euf- euphoric... Euphoria bitch. Uh, Zendaya. Hello, you're it, girl. The, the girl. She is the, the girl. girl. She's an icon. She's a legend. And she is the moment. And mm-hmm. he styles her. And he yes. styles her since, what, 14? 13? For a while. For a long time. For a really long time. Yep. And I listened to an interview with them that apparently the first time they met they went shopping together and she didn't tell her dad. And when he got back, like he started yelling at Zendaya, like, you can't be leaving with these men. Like you're only 13 years old. But Zendaya knew. She's like, I fuck with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then we have ballroom legend icon. Extraordinaire. Like, literally, you guys, Laomi Maldonado is a Amazing. If you talk about ballroom, if you talk about voguing, Laomi will you better, always come up. You better come. You better come correct. She is the Laomi most, will get you. She is the most well-respected, honored, revered dancer out there. And like, if you watch your videos... Just look up Laomi voguing, bitch. You will be stunned. You'll die. Literally the elegance, the technique that she brings. The knees. The fucking knees. Like, what What do you keep saying? Like, what fish oil are you taking, Laomi? Laomi, <laughs> give me the recipe, bitch, because she be doing dips and getting back up like it's nobody's business. Fuck, dude. But please support because it has black, trans, gay, mask, femme, big, small, butch. Ev butch, everything that you can imagine is on this show. And they do such a good way of representing queer and trans artists that is, I think ballroom is so unknown. All people just know is random voguing. Like mm -hmm. they don't know that there's like a whole art, that there's face, there's floor routine, there's hands. Mm -hmm. There's so many aspects to Vogue mm -hmm. that I love that this show really emphasizes it. No, for sure. It is really, really cool. This show opened my eyes to, to ballroom and I already knew something about ballroom, but I had no idea the extent of creativity and talent that there is. Like, bitch, if I could move like that, it'd be over for you hosts. And apparently they have three days. What? They have the designers have three days to make the outfits. What? They have three days to make the choreography and then perform it. So that means they're learning their choreography the first day, rehearsing the second day, and doing a dress rehearsal the third day. That is so crazy. Isn't that wild? That is so wild. So please watch it. Respect them because there's already two seasons up. So please binge watch. Mm -hmm. And then know that the judges have some questionable scoring. Yeah. But let's be fair. Things are questionable everywhere. That's true. Question every question everything. Do I disagree and are they wrong? Yes. But I'm also not a judge. So I also don't have this job. I also know nothing about voguing. So and Megan has a Grammy. I also like can't duck walk. So let me tell you. And they have random guest stars, but just know that it's a new show. That's why they have random guest stars. Yeah. They can be having Beyonce on the fucking first season. And Beyonce's busy. She's a mother. I mean, we have she's Megan. A, literally, Megan will... She's from Houston. It's fine. We have Everything's that. fine! <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. So uh, this is the last queer... This is the last queer sex series episode that we have. It's going to be about gay representation in media. We hope you've been loving it because we've been enjoying hearing it. Yeah. And let us know what your guys' thoughts are. Do you guys want a season two of Queer uh, Do you want some more queer shit? <laughs> Bitch, let us know. But yeah, we do hope that you all enjoy this. And let's jump into it. Let's go. It's just a sad thing about media, though. We just don't have, like, that much representation. It's, like, getting better, but, like, until we, like, have more like, queer people in that industry, it's just going to keep being kind of poopy until we just, like, say, like, okay, well, fuck that. We have to, like, get in where we fit in. You know, the Blues, the Warmest Color was directed by a straight man. Mm -hmm. There's, like, a whole bunch of, like, tea about, like, the sex scenes in there. Like, I read an interview online that, like, the femme presenting one in that movie, Adele, like, she was, like, crying and stuff because they're, like, kind of just, like, making her, like, go through with, like, this really intense sex scene that didn't have any real directions. They were just like, we'll just kind of go with it and see where it goes. But they're like, dude, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what the I hell we're know. doing. And you're, I, like, you're a dude and you're directing on like lesbian sex. So it's like, uh, you know. Yeah. Don't, don't you ever feel like that is the majority of the gay sex themed type of movies that we watch? Is that it's, it's just like this, sex. yeah, this random sex scene that you're like, I hate it. What did this 
contribute <laughs> to the story. Like, talking about gay films, like, what do you guys think are some of the films that you really just don't feel like represent us enough? Because Bible, I feel like gay films don't ever show us in the positive light. I feel like they always show us as these hypersexual beings or yeah. they show us as these older guys who go after these younger dumb guys or it's these straight people who happen to, I don't know, one day oops. look at, yeah, oops, oopsie onto a fucking, their same sex type of partner. I just feel like a lot of times all of our films have something to do with sex and it's never, like I told Leslie, it's never about like Hunger Games but Katniss is gay. Yeah. It's always just like... Yeah, I watch the fuck out of that. Bitch, me too. It's always like they're gay. They're <laughs> um, they're discovering their sexuality. They're discovering it with someone who also is not sure or whatever. And it's just like, bitch, I'm, ta- I'm over talking about my fucking sexuality. I deal with it every day. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, I just feel... Maybe you guys can, like, riff off of it. But I personally, me, myself, me, myself, and I... Me, myself, and I, it's all I got. And the it's a good one. Um, and let's say, call me by your name. About an older man finding a fucking younger ass fucking random boy. Uh, fucking, what's the one with the other, ugh, the Simon. new one? Love Simon. About a skinny white. Oh, I love that movie. A skinny, attractive white boy finding another interracial cute boy who both are in the closet, but also gay trying to discover. How many of us have actually had that happen? No one. Yeah, but I mean, do we have any uh, positive like, examples between us? I um, feel like there's like some like good points with like what we have out now. I just feel like we're really like, really late to the game. We're just like taking our baby steps, mm-hmm. and like we're just yeah. getting in where we fit in right now. Like a lot of it's kind of just like fluff at this point. But like we're just like unfortunately just like starting to like dip our toe in. Like we're just like now starting to be like more normalizing like queer people. Like we're like taking over now. But, like, as far as, like, people who are in control, who have power, like, they're just, like, starting to give us more representations. You're starting to see more, like, queer directors. You're starting to see, like, that. But, like, it's, like, the industry has just been so, like, one way for so long Mm -hmm. that, like, I think, if anything, we're just, like, kind of, like, starting to ease into it to make, like, some of the bigger people feel more comfortable so that eventually you can just be, like, straight up, like, this is how we do the thing. As far as, like, right now, it's just, like, still for the most part for, like, not making straight people uncomfortable because that's just, like, this has been their, like, arena for so long. People already, like, assume that we're just, like, these, like, little nasty, like, demon deviants who are just, like, oh, all we do is, like, (laughs) all they want to do is, like, and, like, go behind closed doors and we're just, like, these, like, dirty little birdies and shit. And I'm, like, okay, well, like, we'll take with a grain of salt. That's what it takes to, like get our foot in the door but i think like soon enough just like at the pace we're going right now slowly but surely we're gonna be like it might be like after we're dead and stuff <laughs> yeah. we're, like, we're yeah. like on our way though i think it sucks that it like it has to go this way like this route but like mm-hmm. i think we're just like being meticulous and like being careful about it because like i feel like we're still like demonized a lot in media yeah. you know what i mean yeah i think she's right i think right now even though this sounds like a conservative critique, we are being catered to, you know? Like, we're being acknowledged as a market. But as far as, like, communal power, we haven't risen to the level to really be able to write our own stories. And 
when the platform is given, it's always an exception, right? Because we haven't really garnered that much. Obviously, okay. white gays are ahead of the rest, mm-hmm. but even them as a group are still like crawling yeah, their way crawling. up, you know. And then the rest of the groups are like, "We'll make room for us too," and it's just like a huge like mess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as like representation, it's either a straight person completely missing a mark, like either over fetishizing a woman or giving the, a gay person a weird subservient role, or it's someone who's been given in a platform and is probably like a queer person not letting their one chance to represent a queer person be fully human. Cause like in order to survive in that environment, they have to be more perfect or like obnoxiously unrelatable. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's really hard to work with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's so hard to find like a genuine story being told where you're just like wow that's like a whole person and i relate to it but not enough for it to feel fake like this is a unique individual i'm experiencing Mm -hmm. yeah i relate to this person because of their struggles not because they're gay yes Mm -hmm. um we're just like playing our cards right now i think i get what you're saying we're being the safe activists yeah Yeah, and it sucks that we have to even do it like that but it's just like I don't want to we're all just like so smart like okay we're gonna like take these little Mer- crumbs that we have right now not to overwhelm everyone because yeah. eventually it'll be normalized but Bella, like, do you have any gripes over how gays are representing the media because even you watch the l word like do you think that accurately represents everything yeah like, it's like a 50 50 thing with me i feel like in a lot of ways you know the l word like i know a lot of things about the l word is like early 2000s like 2001 i think is when it came out there's like a lot of really bad like stereotypes about lesbians and that shit and there's like so much transphobia like when they introduced max in there and i'm just like it's just like a really crazy different time but like some of the characters are like hella predatory and i feel like even like nowadays like we're not even like that anymore dude like i feel like we weren't even like that for real to begin with i mean like there's like that kind of person in like every fucking group like gay straight or whatever you know what i mean but i think it was super problematic back then but i definitely knew in my own heart of hearts i was like okay well that was like probably a bit of a reach when they put that into the film, but mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and it sucks, but like, we just have to like kind of uh, stay true to like what we know. Like, that's not really how we are these days. Yeah. And it, it really paints us as that uh, predatory type. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like, the whole like, oh, I've never had sex with like spaghetti is also <laughs> straight until it gets wet. And I'm like, girl, don't put that shit on me because I'm I not gross like that with anyone I have sex with. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I do know people who talk like that, and that's a big problem within our community, but that's, like, ours to deal with. <laughs> exactly, really that's our own team. <laughs> unless they fucking know what they're talking about, and it's mm-hmm. going to be a full convo. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I also feel like, especially now, with all, like, the information we have at our fingertips now, we're, like, at least out here still... And I know it must be a lot better in California because, I mean, I used to live there. There's, like, the queer scene is, like, so much more, like, it's a lot bigger. And, like, all the gays go there. All the sad gays from the Midwest are like, fuck it, I'm moving to California. <laughs> I'm okay, daddy. I'm I living wonder. my dream. <laughs> That's what we but do. It's like, mm-hmm. But, like, right all around, I feel like we're getting more educated about it. And, like, I just feel like we were just, like, in the dark for so long. It took some of us a little bit longer. Like, I know a lot of, like, older gays who, like, still kind of have some, like, sketchy views about it, but, like, our generation's, like, so cool, and, like, 
oh my god consent i'm like everything is so great if you like talk to your partner and like blah 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 yeah and i just feel like we're like on our merry way we just kind of have to play by other people's rules right now until we get our foot in the door yeah gotta get that um what are you angel have you seen gay movies you read gay books i are they all just like softcore porn no I've been reading more of, like, books being written by actual gay authors. Okay, reader. But other than that, um, do I feel represented? Not always. No, not necessarily. But I, it's just, I've grappled reality. I've grappled with the fact that, that that's just going to be like that for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Quite a while until more actual LGBT writers and directors and people like that get the chance yes. to actually get that power to be able to portray our stories. We're going to have to deal with fucking yelling at okay. straight white people to no. represent us. Yeah. I think we do have a long way to go and I don't see myself represented you know since I play like both teams it's like I would love to see more like hardcore like lesbian this is what The Handmaiden. You guys have to watch The Handmaiden. Y'all need to watch The I Handmaiden. I watched The Blue Okay, but here's my hot lesbian take on that, though. <gasps> I feel like <laughs> like a lot of lesbian films, it's like either like dated like way back in like the fucking like 1800s where just like, oh, like I love Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I don't know if anyone else has seen that. Boy. Yes, no. But it really is like a really beautiful film, at it's least in my personal opinion. It's like, clear. It's, just it's, it's, it's pretty long. Long and it's like all in uh I don't think is it in French? French. I feel like I remember French. having we subtitles. Love I love French. We love French. We love French. Brenda Blue has like. Oh uh, yeah, sure. No, she's not. She's okay, so okay, so. But anyway, like lesbian director, actual queer lead actresses. Like the main one, she's actually married to the director too. So like, it's a really great film, and it's like. I cried really hard when I watched it. It's kind of long, but like it's so good. I'm like not even kidding. <laughs> I love crying. That's me a good, too. That's <gasps> a good. That's a good. I don't movie. have emotions. Mm-hmm. I know. But like um, anything that we like deem as like good, like not over sexualized. Like there's not even like a single like sex scene where it's just like like in Blue's Ormer's Color. There's like a. I swear to God, that shit was like ten minutes long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, it was so crazy. Like I had my sister watch it with me because I like the like plot of it mm-hmm. you know what i mean but like some of the sex scenes i'm like okay well we we get it <laughs> yeah i just like it's horny and like i love horny shit but right. i'm just like okay you guys are like smacking each other's ass for like five minutes and like, it's, it's like not really like that Hopefully. yeah i don't think there's gonna be like a woke white man or, or a white woman really is gonna be able to speak that will be represented you know i think it's yeah. once people who look like us and feel like us and can fill our shoes yeah and start making that stuff i'm hopeful i'm optimistic but i kind of do feel like we're away from it away yeah. from it for sure oh absolutely yeah, i like, even feel like that was like love simon that was so like relatable and they made it like so new age like yeah this like guy who is like questioning things and like is known he's popular and like he like has that inkling but it kind of just had to happen like they kind of like fluffed it up a little bit but like i feel like all like good lesbian films like the ones that aren't like super cringe they're like dated back to like the 1800s and stuff with this like really sweet beautiful idea of like love and romance and we're just like oh we don't even have to have sex and we just like have to keep it under wraps but i'm like if we got, like, a cool modern age, like, yeah. I don't know, like, the L word was, like, very over-sexualized with mm-hmm. everything. Like, 
I've never gone to a party and just like had someone like fling me into a bathroom and just start like fucking me. <laughs> like, yeah. That's just like so unrealistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like cool to like fantasize about, but I'm just like I don't know if that's even in like LA. I don't even know if that's like a thing for real. <laughs> you know, don't tell us. Is that what you guys do, LA? Um, I mean, every time I go to Vegas with my girlfriends. Okay. Oh. Period. So, is there any films that you guys really like? I love Moonlight. Oh, oh my God. Moonlight is so good. Moonlight is so good. There's so layers to that. Yeah. Moonlight is so fucking raw it's and just Netflix. like real it's, and like unapologetically black, too, oh. which I really love. Is the most amazing film, gay, gay representation film, because it wasn't, yeah, he was gay. But it was more about him living in, like, the projects. Like, that was, like, mm-hmm. the main story. Absolutely. That was, was, like, like the main thing. Of him yeah. He just, yeah. like, happened to be gay as well. Yeah, he just know? happened to be gay. It wasn't, like, him first time touching a wiener, third time touching a wiener, and then fourth yeah. time. It was like, not it the was... main plot of the story. Yeah. And Jenna Monet. Let me tell you, it's oh, so good. I love her. We, Kansas City made it. For, you know she's from Kansas City? I know, City. she's from KCK. She sure is. She sure is. Kansas City made it out there. Um, Casey, do you have any gay films that you felt represented us in some sort of way? If not, that's okay. Well, before answering that, because I do want to answer that, I was going to say, I hate that in order to watch a movie about us, I also have to sign up for like watching porn. That's not what I want to do. I mean, even with like some straight movies, like sex is in almost every one of them, so... I know, but it almost feels like in order for one of ours to get elevated, it has to have one of these. Yeah, no, I feel you on that. So, I mean, I think in this day and age, if I really want to look for gay movies that I can enjoy, like, I think I can sift through and find it. But back in the day, stuff that, two shows that always stick out to me are Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, my girl, she Yes. That was really early representation. Yes, Willow. Oh, yeah. Yes. And then um, yeah, Star Trek. Mm. There's several Ooh. episodes that highlight like queer characters or they use metaphors for like the alien societies for like queer, queer. struggle and stuff. And that was probably the most early that really got me starting to... Because like early on, you know, like I was raised like gay was bad, 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 bad. And this is the first time I was like, there might be an existence where I don't have to feel that way about myself. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That was the first time ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love Okay, also that. one more thing. There's like this 90s movie and who... Wait. Leslie, are you the one who's like actually seen the L word other than me? I've seen, I don't think I've seen it as much as the lesbian community. I've seen episodes of it. I've seen like oh, okay. full <laughs> So she watched the bisexual box set. No, I she, she just saw the nine. No, I do. I did see like several episodes, but then like I w- the channels got lost, and I don't know. And then I was like, oh, like <laughs> oh my god, yeah, like we couldn't watch anymore. Like I think my parents found out we had Showtime and like all this stuff, but I haven't watched the full seasons. No. Okay. Well, me, I've seen a lot. I have like the full season, like series on DVD. Yeah. But we're- because of that older um, 90s movie with, do you, like, know any of the characters well, or? No. No. Okay. Know. I know okay. that maybe super thin girl that was, I guess, like, the playboy. Shane? Yeah, her. Because I, yeah, she, every time I, like, I love Shane. I love Shane. She was there, and she was, like, fucking someone, and I was like, what? She's not cute. Like, I don't No, 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 no. I think she got a bad rep for just, like, because if you actually watch the show, she actually is very, like, communicative about, like, what she's capable of as far okay. as, like, relationships and stuff. Yeah. She just loves to fuck. And they were I just like, it. okay, Shane's a womanizer and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, um, 
pretty sure she told y'all from the jump yeah. that she's not ready for a relationship, but yeah. like, yeah, that's she thinks you're hot and sexy. Mm-hmm. But regardless of that, I was gonna say another movie to add in. Uh, one of the characters, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that's kind of like maybe why they picked her to be in the L word again, because she had she was in a movie, a lesbian movie, like in the '90s called Incredibly True Adventures of Two Girls in Love, which I also have on DVD. Yeah. <laughs> Incredibly true. <laughs> but, like, her, name, her name's Tina in The L Word, but, like, in this movie, which is, like, when she was a lot younger, she played, like, a butch lesbian in that one. It's a pretty cute movie. It's not too over-sexualized. They're, like, I think they're, like, in their senior year in high school or something, and it's, like, really sweet, and there's, like, maybe one booby shot, but, like, you don't even, like, see, like, a full-on sex scene or anything, mm-hmm. and it's, like, also, it's, like, interracial, which is, like, was kind of, like, crazy in, like, the early 90s, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I think that one's a pretty, that one's a pretty good one to plug into. Amazon Prime, if y'all interested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Angel, do you know any gay movies? Any gay movies? Or gay okay. books for people who don't read? I mean, we don't watch movies. <laughs> I really love, I recommend um, Dante and Aristotle discover the secrets of the universe. What? Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe. Okay. And What's it's up? really good? I like it. It's a book? Yeah, it's a book. Is it like a gay fantasy or they're just like gay? No, it's a, it's not a gay fantasy. It's like a, sort of like a coming of, coming of age story. The plot wise is sort of like Moonlight where Moonlight is, you know, it's very layered and intersectional. So it's not just strictly a gay story, but it's a story of, of a Latino. Who's dealing with his, with with family who don't talk to each other? Who's dealing with his mom and his dad who are going through through his dad is going through um, PTSD from being at the in I think at the, the one of the wars and his mom just doesn't talk about like family issues. That's cool. So he's dealing with that and they're like teenagers. Both my parents have PTSD, so that might be like interesting for me to read. Great. Wait, one more plug. If we're talking about books, <laughs> Stone Stone Butch Blues. Stone Butch Blues is, like, world-renowned, like, for one of, like, a really iconic butch lesbian, like, is it poetry? I know my ex had it, and I wanted to read it. Stone Butch Blues, okay. Yeah, and also, um... That one sounds cute. Set in Stone, and that one's, like, a straight-up, like, butch-on-butch lesbian. It's kind of, like, erotica, but, like, I feel like lesbians don't get a lot of that. It's all just, like, the long-haired, beautiful man who whisks away his lover like this one's like stretched like and it's like different authors submitting to like a collective thing so it's, it's pretty cool i have it fun okay 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 movie list and book list okay i be reading and shit yes <laughs> yeah yeah honey especially now with quarantine y'all got stuff to do um okay we've been talking for 16 hours let's finish this bitch off Okay, let's wrap this bitch. Wrap her up. Let's wrap her up. Put her in a box. So you guys, thank you so much for joining me with this conversation about queer sex, about your first sexual experiences. I know it's not easy, and I just really appreciate the type of honesty that I've gotten from everybody here. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Of course. To wrap it all up, for me, this whole experience has been very enlightening because... I didn't think that other people thought differently than I did. I really assumed that a lot of the things that I thought regarding sex, regarding relationships, preferences were all... I felt like everybody felt the same way that I did. So to hear you guys talk about how 
penetrative sex doesn't necessarily have to be part of gay life. And talking about how, you know, normalized it is for all of us to have these different experiences. I think that Avi, we don't have the same type of experience, but to really hammer in that, you know, I'm close friends with Casey, Bella, Angel, Leslie, we still don't think the same. Right. And I think that is a really good point that we've all articulated through through this whole podcast. Diversity. So, Casey, I know it was really hard for you to open up about because you don't really talk about sex. How do you feel going through this whole experience? Um, it was fun. It's like exactly what I need for someone because I don't ever volunteer information. Mm-hmm. But when asked, I'm like, you can have it all because mm-hmm. I've been waiting to say it. <laughs> so for me, it was very <laughs> me and Bella were like this. Yeah, it was very cathartic in that sense. But it's also fun to know that this environment was fun, but it was intellectual enough for us to really like unpack things that probably wouldn't have happened if we decided to talk like this in a bar or during a party. Mm-hmm. For sure, that's awesome. What about you, Belle? How do you feel? I know you're like open about all this stuff because you do talk about sex a lot. But how does it I, feel? I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like refreshing because like I'm used to being like the one in horny Joe anytime I'm in like a social setting. Like, all right, Bella, we've had enough. Like, relax. Bitch, that's enough. Like, why do you not want to talk about like doing the grown up and stuff? I don't know. That's just like always <laughs> on my brain. So it's like nice to like actually be able to like bounce off each other and like. Mm-hmm. and just some like that specific topic alone because I'm just like straight up I, I'm such a hornball all the time so feel you girl but yeah. it, was, it was really nice <laughs> thank you Angel you being basically a virgin a boy scissor a boy oh my scissor <laughs> why do you feel talking about this if feels very comfortable for me, but that's because I'm in, a, I'm in a, an environment of comfort. But I've learned to, when I talk about sex, to be comfortable with it because when I talk about it, I don't talk about it in a manner where it's taboo. I talk about it openly and freely because that's how I feel like it should be. Mm-hmm. I also want people to know that sex should not be something that's scary. It should mm-hmm. be okay to be talked about, especially because it is such an intimate thing. Unfortunately, a lot of people are scared to talk about it. Mm-hmm. They're made to feel sh- uh, shamed about it. So mm-hmm. if they made you feel shame about it they're gonna be doing things that they don't want to be doing mm-hmm. and i don't want that but uh aside from that we've had these conversations and like casey said we're having it in, a, in an almost intellectual manner it makes it less scary to have that conversation because it, there's no judgment there's no judgment and we're all here to share our own experiences with it so it's been good for me hey i'm glad you joined us i know you have yeah. a very busy sketch and thank you I for love to- being gay <laughs> Thanks, Bella. Same girl. Thanks, Bella. <laughs> yeah. Uh, chime in real quick. <laughs> yeah, I I'm really thankful that we were able to come together and hold space for this conversation. I think it just brought insight into just my my ideas and how I feel and what I think. And it's very cool that everyone was able to open up and touch on sensitive experiences and solidifies that there's really no right or wrong way for anything. It's just very like refreshing. I'm just thankful that everyone was able to carve some time out and that we were able to get this going. Yeah. Same here. Yay. I've had so much fun. This has been really nerve-wracking. It's been really hard to get this whole thing together. Um, Not because there's six people here, but mostly because of I didn't know how this conversation was going to go, nor did I know the way that I wanted it to go. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate Casey for adding your parts to it. Bella for being so vulnerable and really showing people, you know, a side of you that they might have not heard that I think is very important for people to hear. Angel... 
Leslie for um, being <laughs> oh so my vulnerable. God. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. And for me to always be vulnerable. So. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Everyone should be proud of themselves. Yay. So. Let's do this again. Bye. Let's do this again. So much fun. Au revoir. Au revoir.